Welcome to City Talk with Sabrina Bangle and Lee Bettis. Oh, there's no Lee this morning. Well, that's okay. Good morning. Hello, Newberg. WNOS. I know. And welcome, welcome to City Talk. It is once again Friday, 8 a.m. Oh, oh, and I guess I got to turn on my sound. You have to turn your volume down. Yeah, because, you know, I got a new computer, guys. You got there you it. go. There we go. Okay, let's try this again. Hello, Newburn. <laughs> Welcome. It is Friday, and it is time for City Talk. And <coughs> today you get a treat because <laughs> it's me, myself, and I today, along with my wonderful uh, producer, uh, Charles Tyndale, because Lee is under the weather. Got a text from him about an hour ago saying... Um, I'm not feeling good. Not COVID, no fever, thinks it's allergies and it's got like a, you know, sinus, bad cold thing. And Kelly said, you are not going out the door. Yay, Kelly. Uh-huh. Tell him like Surely. it is. I love when a woman tells him like it is. So anyway, um, it's it's going to be, you know, a, a solo show today, of course, with the help of Charles. But we thought it would be a good day to ask Sabrina. So as you're joining us this morning, you know, there's, there is stuff going on in the city. You're right. The chief retired. We've got the Volt Center. West Newburn's coming up. There's other things going on in our city. So, so let's you know, start. Ask, ask a question and let's let's get rolling. We, we've got an hour to talk it out. All right. So I saw, was it, was it Jeff Odom posted? Alderman Odom posted something about renovations going on over at City Hall. So yes. you guys are not in the city chambers anymore? We are anymore? not in the city chambers. And a matter of fact, on Tuesday night, this next Tuesday night, our meeting will be held at Craven Community College in Oringer Hall. Oh, which look at that. I know. Awesome. <laughs> and all about Craven. We love having that here on the show. And uh, we will have our meeting there uh, this Tuesday and probably in two weeks after that, the following Tuesday, we will have our meeting there as well because we need about a month in the uh, courtroom to renovate it. So, you know, I'm I'm really excited and the the mayor very kindly appointed me as the uh, city historian. Oh, nice! So, you know, trying to preserve what I think is a very rich history in our community. So we have embarked. Um, you know, after well, really after Irene, but then Florence really made it worse. Um, we had a lot of damage up in the courtroom as far as the plaster was kind of bubbling and water intrusion and it was looking really bad. The carpet was looking pretty bad. And um, the last time the courtroom was renovated was probably about between 30 and 35 years ago. So we thought it was time. Um, We did have some FEMA funds to take care of repairing some of the damage from the storm. So basically they're in there now and they have ripped up all the carpet. They are... uh, taking some of the panels away from the wall, trying to fix where the water's coming in, uh, fixing plaster, and then we'll have new paint, and we will have new carpeting, and the really cool things, all the old original brass fixtures that are in uh, that courtroom have been taken down and are being uh, cleaned, polished, beautiful to that beautiful brass polish, um, and we're being restored and we'll be put back. So I'm really excited about that. So it'll be sometime in April, we'll be back in there. So good. I see the questions coming in. I'm excited. And our first question comes from our good friend, Randy Foster. What up, Randy? 
shout out to Randy in the Newburn Post. Um, I, in the spirit of transparency, Randy, I am an advertiser on a Newburn Post. I think it's good for us to have a good little local newspaper. And Randy will be the first one to tell you, him and I don't always agree on many topics. We come from the different <laughs> ends of the spectrum as far as our political uh, leanings, and that's okay. But him and I can always have really good discussions and either he'll agree with me or he'll disagree with me. That's okay. Um, and that's the way it should be. And that's why I um, respect Randy. And, you know, a lot of times I want to strangle him and I'm sure a lot of times he wants to <clears throat> strangle me and that's okay. But um, I do advertise uh, on the Newburn Post and he's um, embarking on a new project uh, with a uh, travel site. And I think it's going to be really great for our region and our area, and I will be supporting that as well. So he wants to know about city elections. So it's been a topic I've been talking about for a while now, and you know what my fellow alderman told me? Talk to the hand. See? Talk to the hand. Talk they've, to the hand. They've had enough of me talking about city elections. So um, I have had a come to Jesus, and I don't want, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. <laughs> and... You know, the deal is this, um, for for our citizens, what I heard when I got elected last time was that people wished more people came out, that, you know, people were confused about the fact that we have elections in an off year in October when nobody else is being elected. So the only reason you have to come out and vote is to come out, you know, for municipal elections. And some people, I guess that may not be enough for them to come out. So we talked about for the last three plus years about changing our election process to an even year. And originally it was brought up um, about changing it to the presidential year and trying to go into a presidential year. And I was strongly against that. And the reason I was strongly against that, if anybody saw what happened in this last election, you would know why you wouldn't want to go have a municipal election in a presidential election year. I mean, all the vitriol, all the taking sides, it was so partisan that I would be concerned that local issues would get lost in all that rhetoric. So I mean, we could we could just make it like, you know, like we're the revamp of the federal elections and just allow everybody to just fight it out in the parking lot. You know, yeah, right. I think it would work you know, better that way. Yeah, just fisticuffs. Is just box it out in the park parking lot. Yeah, let so, it work out. Yeah, you know, I was not against that. I was not for that. So then the next thing we looked at was, can we go in what they call the midterm? So even years, but midterm. So instead of, you know, 22, it would be either 20, uh, 20 it would be 22, or 2026. 26. And so I thought, you know, this this would be probably a good solution. And and the other reason is the money involved. I am still extremely concerned. We had Melanie Ray, director of board of elections, come to our meeting and give us the facts. And the facts are that right now, the way our election process is set up in October, we are the only municipality to have elections on that day so we have to bear the full weight of opening up all the polling places paying all the election people judges whatever that sit there plus the board of elections staff we have to pay that the ballots everything of that and if there is a runoff so what happens is more than two people run and nobody in that more than two people race 
doesn't get 50% of the vote plus one, then it must go to a runoff, which is usually hold, held then in November. And that has been typically when Tramp Woods, Riverbend, the other small municipalities held their elections. Well, the price tag to do that is 70, listen to me, seven zero thousand dollars seventy thousand dollars so if we moved our elections now still in in the same off year to november where there's only one election so no runoff one vote wins it so it doesn't matter how many people in the race one vote wins it yeah you're talking about 25 20 to twenty five thousand dollars somewhere in there a little bit better i agree couldn't get anybody on the bandwagon for November. If we go to an even year midterm, okay? Everybody following me here? Even year midterm, so such as the elections that would come up in 22, the cost to the city of New Bern would be somewhere between five and $6,000. Why do you say? It's because the state and federal that is a state and federal election. So therefore, they pick up the bill for all the polls being open, the personnel, whatever. What we would have the cost of is the balloting, printing of the balloting and getting the ballots prepared. So to me, that's a no-brainer. Why would I want to spend taxpayer dollars to the tune of seventy dollars or $25,000 when I can spend $5,000 by moving it? I think... It's better for the citizens. They know it's election day. They know it's time to come out. We get a better participation. And I just, I think it would be overall saving us money. So I'm a firm believer that we should move it. And Eric Queen makes that point, the best time ever to make the move to permanent even years, especially with redistricting. Well, I don't think redistricting has anything to do about it, whether we redistrict or not. I think it's important to move to the even year one, better participation, to saving our taxpayers money. As far as this discussion about runoff, no runoff, whatever, I've learned my lesson with runoffs. And my lesson is work work yourself. Get out there and work it. If you work yourself and you work your campaign, you can win the first time around. Point being, Everybody told me in my last election there were four candidates said, oh, runoff, runoff, four people, no way, no way, runoff. And you got to work. You just got to work. And I worked, and I was able to garner, you know, almost 54% of the vote. Um, You know, I've learned my lesson in that I lost in a runoff. And why did I lose in the runoff? Because I didn't work, and I'm the first one to admit it. Um, I think you take for granted when you win the first time – You feel like, okay, I've got the momentum. It's okay. We'll just, you know, bring it all together on the second vote. And that was not the case. I I just didn't work hard. And I'm going to admit that. And, you know, uh, I think the opportune time we're seeing people replying this here now is that because of the census, our elections are going to be delayed anyway. We will not have our normal election in October. That's Step one, because looks like we're not even going to get our census data until September 30. And the reason we have to redistrict before the election is because our wards are out of balance. And because we elect by ward, we have to make sure that we have close to an equal number of people in each ward. 
I believe that our census will show that we have 30,000 people still in our city, and that's the number we had in 2010. We're still trying to verify those numbers. Um, and that means that we should have 5,000 in each of the six wards, plus or minus you know, 10%, somewhere in that range. So what's happened is we've seen a lot of growth in the third ward, which is the James City area where we have to burn uh, Carolina Colors, Blue Water Rise, Evan Mills. That area has really grown. And the fifth ward has really grown. And those are areas like Lake Tyler. All of that development out there um, has really propelled uh, some of the numbers in the fifth ward. So what happens is we have to look at all those numbers and try to even them out. And maybe the second ward, the first ward, the fourth ward start to look different um, and trying to even out the numbers. So therefore, we want to make sure that everybody is electing the person that will represent their area, not somebody that they elect today and doesn't represent them in six months. I don't think that's that's good for our citizens. So that's the reason that we're doing it. You know, um, you're right. You know, make a motion. I, I truly believe in trying to to work with my colleagues and speak with them ahead of time. And if I don't think I have the votes, then there's no sense in, in putting it out there. Yes, you want everybody to go on record. Uh, that's fine. We could do that. But um, usually if I don't think I have the votes, I'm not one to put stuff out there. And, uh, you know, happy to discuss. We've had the discussion many times. I've done everything I possibly could. I think the citizens should start calling my fellow aldermen and saying to them, yo, why are you spending this money? Why aren't we doing it when when we need to do it? Let's go ahead and change. And I will tell you, you know, we've, we've somewhat missed the deadline at the legislature to file an individual bill to change our elections. But with that being said, we do have a local bill in the legislature right now uh, on other issues we needed for them to um, look into, and we could attach this to it, but it, you know, it's got to happen like yesterday. And I have implored my fellow aldermen to really do something about this, especially with us not being able to have our election in October. We're going to have an election in 22 regardless, but I'd like to see us going forward get on that four-year trend of every four years in an even midterm year. So Randy, is that the rest of the story? Was that good? <laughs> Hopefully you've gotten all the information that you wanted on that one. Charles, do you have any questions? Did I try to um, explain that as good as possible? Yeah, it makes sense to me. I mean, I'm, I'm monitoring stream components here, but there was a couple other questions on sales tax revenue. Yeah. So our sales tax revenue, there was a concern um, last year when COVID hit that we were gonna take a big, big hit in sales tax revenue because of businesses being closed and whatever. And so when we did our budgets for the 2021 year, that uh, we were very conservative and really downplayed what we thought our sales tax revenue will be. I'm very happy to report that we had much better than expected sales tax revenue. And I guess, yes, Many businesses were closed, but did you see what people were spending at Lowe's and Walmart and grocery stores? And I think that was the gap that helped us, um, you know, 
make it better than what we thought it was going to be. I can't tell you the specific number. And understand too, our sales tax are kind of in arrears. So we're just seeing sales tax now in March from probably the third quarter. We don't have the fourth quarter for 20, you know, in 2020 yet. So we're usually like one to two quarters behind when we get that number, but it's much better than what was projected. So I'm really excited about that, that it was much better. Good morning, Michelle Hearn. Always glad to have you. Celebratory weekend for Michelle. I know Gracie's home um, and uh, hope I see you tonight. So let's see. What did I see happen this week? Chief Summers is officially retired. I saw that was a big deal over on the city Facebook page. And, you know, um, he was at City Hall. They had a little, you know, final farewell at City Hall. Um, I'm going to say, gosh, Wednesday. I can't even remember the days anymore, Wednesday. And uh, he came and presented his uh, final budget request to uh, the city manager. And after that, the department heads kind of surprised him with a little thank you for your service. And it was very nice. Glad to see him. And uh, I want to see Colleen's um, with us this morning. Happy Friday to you, Colleen, and good morning. And uh, uh, Colleen and uh, our city clerk went ahead and pulled all this together. And I want to thank them for doing that. It was great. William. Thank you. Congratulations to Newburn with Southern Living Magazine. We were named one of the top 10 cities in the South. To retire Woo! or just top 10 cities? No, just top 10 cities. A little bit of everything, you know? Um, I just think it's, uh, you know, something we've known for a long time. We worked very hard. You know, I'm very involved with uh, the TDA, I've sat on that board for many years. It's one of the boards that I really enjoy working with. And, you know, we are constantly working to try to get the good word out about our city. And everybody who comes here just loves that we're so laid back and it, you can walk around and people are so friendly. And I, I say it a hundred times, I'll say it a hundred more. It's really the people in this community that make it so great. Not the buildings, not much of anything else, but it really is the people. We have some awesome people from all the spectrums, and that's what I love about it. We have such, I don't care what anybody says, we have a very diverse community. Everything, we have black, we have white, we have gay, we have straight, we have transgenders. We've got it all here in New Bern. We don't have any Martians yet. And you know, Talking to you, Ella. kudos to the people. Uh, you know, there's, there's some bullies, there'll always be that way. There's some people that don't get it, there will always be that. I don't care what town or city you go to, but for the most part, we have a really open, wonderful community. And, you know, people should be allowed to believe what they believe. And everybody should try to live in harmony. So I, I'm excited about our wonderful community we live in. So Mike is saying we should name the new PD Training Center for Chief Summers. You know, you I know, saw that on... I, you know, that's an awesome idea. Um, I guess I would like to name it for all the former police chiefs because we've had some really good former police chiefs, some not so good. So it's really hard when you pick and choose. You know, I just, I feel very strongly that, um, you know, it, when it comes to naming things, you have to be really careful about stuff like that. You know, if it was the first or something like that, you know, um, I totally agree, but what I would say is, you know, it was Chief Summers who really pushed to have 
that new training center uh Put out there. It's just like, you know, when we open new buildings, all the aldermen's names go on it. Eh, you know, it's the citizens that really work. We just take what they want and try to put it into action. We are their voices, and that's the way I look at it. Um, Joel wants to know, has anyone brought up the very high electric uh, bills last month? You know, Joel, um, I no one has called me or sent me an email specifically but I did see a couple of people speaking about it on Facebook, and it is on my list, as a matter of fact, today to speak to our utilities director because I don't know why. Um, I don't know if we had that, a, a cold snap and maybe, you know, people are using more heat and electric. Our, our rates have not gone up. I will tell you our rates have not gone up, uh, but I don't know what was due to the increase. I don't Again, not sure about that, but I'm going to find that out. That is on my list today, and I will report back. If to I you. had to guess, are we? Has the cost of energy gone up to further down the line? No, it doesn't matter. Doesn't we matter at all. It. So there, you we can't change the price of electricity without a board of aldermen motion. We set the rates, so the rates have been set. So we don't increase the rates. We might get an increase from our provider, right? But we would, and, and either then the utilities director would come and say, look, this increase is so much that we need to raise rates to cover it, or the increase they received, we can absorb it within our reserves and right. what have you. So, so um, there's Joel, been no electric. Joel, I don't know whether he lives in the city limits or outside of the city limits. He's talking about his, the, the sky. Understand, he's saying right now that his bill was twice, but let's think about it. Last year was pretty mild. When you think about it, January, February, March, and they, you know that area, it was pretty mild. Mm -hmm. But we've had a really cold winter. It's been rainy. It's been cold. So And we've been indoors more. And, you know, I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Um, you know, could be. Not sure, but, hmm. you know, it, it is what it is. Eric uh, Queen said something that, that's actually pretty interesting. Is there still a block on evictions? I thought that was still a thing from... That is from the state. That mm -hmm. is a state and federal thing. That has nothing to do with the city of New Bern. And yes, it is still in place. Okay. Still in place. So Craven Community College, our great partner out there. Gosh knows, do we love Craven Community College? Hey. Let me tell you something. They do an awesome job in all areas. It says we're happy to continue partnering with the city to host the upcoming alderman meetings. Thank you. And we are happy to be there as well as opening the new law enforcement training building. When the when this show is over, you can learn more about the simulator and go to that site and learn more about it. It is pretty cool. And again, it just shows you um, when we have partnerships, when everybody comes out of their little ivory towers and their little boxes and says, hey, you got this, I got this, they have that, and we sit down at the table, it's amazing. And that's really how the Volt Center came to be, is everybody kind of stepped out of their box and we came together and look what it's producing. It's incredible. And I want it to continue to produce. Um, I am going to continue to fight and, and to make sure that the community college has every inch of that Volt Center property and that they do everything they can to do cr training classes and whatever's necessary to get our citizens trained and get them jobs and in a direction for, you know, a better future for, for anybody that's willing to do it. So I'm really um, excited about this. I, I want to, you know, really push and continue to work with Craven Community College to 
open up more areas for training. I tell you right now that uh, restaurant industry is really hurting. I'm talking to all of my restaurant owners, partners in, in this area, and everybody's saying they need help. Everybody, kitchen help, kitchen help, kitchen help. They cannot find staff to work in their kitchens. Some of the frontline staff, they're having a hard time finding people that, one, are willing to come to work, two, are responsible when they get to work, and take the job serious. And, you know, you could say what you want about the pay, but a job, you know, for people that say they don't have a job, there are jobs out there. And again, I'm telling you, I'm talking to our industry out there, and they need people to work. Now, that's an interesting one. What, what do you think would motivate somebody to 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 want to do a kitchen job? Like, we went over and got coffee this morning, and I a kitchen is a kitchen is a kitchen is what me and I were talking about this. Yeah, morning. you know that's a, that is a great great question. But it may be that it's a skill that you feel like you can do because maybe you weren't trained to do something else. I I'm not sure, but there are some people. I love to cook, but you know, cooking at home and cooking for a living are two different things. So a lot of people, you know, um, have to. Think about that. I'm seeing a, I'm sorry, I'm getting sidetracked here. Um, Joel was talking about the female panhandler on the bicycle last night on Craven. It's cold outside. Please, Please do support RCS. RCS. And let me tell you that that young lady, we talk to her all the time. And if you're out there listening and you see her, please don't give her money. She is buying drugs. I'm going to tell you that right now. She is buying drugs. We have worked with her. We've tried to get her help. I can't tell you how many times I have sat down and talked with her trying to offer her assistance. She tells you that she's going to get her electric bill turned off. I actually have her and her family on a program where they, um, you know, can pay a little at a time so it's not overwhelming to her family. I have done everything that I can to try to help this young lady. And when she sees me, she knows she's not supposed to be panhandling. We have an ordinance against panhandling in downtown Newburn, um, And she walks the other way. So... The problem is people continue to give her money. She continues to buy drugs, and therefore she keeps coming back for more. So uh, it is, it's a difficult situation. We want to help those less fortunate than ours. So I'm trying to help her in the sense that we're trying to get her services. The problem, she won't go for those services. And what do you do in that scenario? You know, I don't know. That's the really sad part. You know, um, you know, I tried to get her to the Volt Center so she could get some training and get a job and 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 support her family. She has a child. You know, uh, like I said, it's a it's a sad situation. It's really a sad situation. It really is. Um, so I'm I'm really getting off track, but I'm seeing all these great questions, and I really appreciate the comments back and forth. Um, I like, you know, being asked. So people are in the know. Uh, you know, knowledge is power, and we want people to have the correct information. I love when I can get into groups of people and I hear them saying, oh, did you know this? Or, like, you know, that. And it's like, actually, uh, actually <laughs> it's, not, it's not even close to what the story is. But, you know, people, people want to talk. And that's why we started City Talk, because of all this little chit-chat and coffee shops and, you know, beauty shops and barber shops and, you know, over the back fence. And we said, hey, let's get the right information out there. Jessica, she was in front of the salon yesterday. My client's 11-year-old gave her money before I could let her mom know. But, yeah, um, 
I, I appreciate that, Joe. I, like I said, I'm really trying. We understand it's a situation, but I don't know. I don't know what else to do for her. But we have to stop giving her money. That that will stop her from coming downtown. Is if we she stops getting money. Well, I mean, it, it, again, it's a it's a double edged sword, right? Stop giving her money. She stops coming downtown. She'll go somewhere else. Yeah. You know, it's and then how do you get someone who doesn't really want additional help help? Yeah, I, I and that's my that's my uh, problem. You know, one day um, somebody told me and I actually went out there. And she saw me. She left, but she was out in front of the ABC store in front of Glen Burnie. And she actually brought her son and she was letting her son tell people that they were going to cut off their electric bill. I've seen people, this woman. And, and yeah. people were coming out out of the ABC store and asking them for money. And she she tends to, you know, and she, she isn't only in downtown, but she goes where she thinks that she can make some money. I know the woman that we're talking about now. She's at, she's asked me a couple of times. And the first time I gave her money from that point forward, I said, you know, but I might be able to put you to work. I don't have any money. Well, I might be able to get thing. you a job. Uh, well, I said to her, I said, let me get you a job. And you know what she said to me? Okay, everybody, hold on. She says, will you, will you pay me cash under the table? I can't make, I can't get paid. For what? what? That's exactly what she said to me. And you could ask my husband because he was standing there. And I said, let me help you. Let me help you. Can I, I'll get you a job. She says, will they pay me cash? She says, I can't. I have to get paid off the books. And that's what she told me. And I told her, I said, that is illegal. You cannot do that. And so I'm, I'm really trying. <laughs> but that's exactly what she said to me. She said, I'll, I'll, I'll work if it's paid off the books. So obviously she's getting social services or other means. Mm -hmm. And that will go away, I guess, if she makes money. In the, in the, in the, the COVID world. Right in the in the post COVID world, where we've got stimulus checks flying out everywhere, we've got this the we've got thousands or hundreds of thousands of people out of work. We've got people struggling to find good people, people who just don't want to go and do all of this stuff. I think now is a time to say, all right, we need to give everybody a little bit of money. We just need to get like in her case, I get it. She's probably going to use it for the wrong thing, but at some point, you just have to say, you know what? Give her what she's asking for. Give her something to get her satisfied with her life or get her moving on. And let's let her live. Leave her alone. Figure out what she wants to do next. Universal basic income, basically. So she then uses the money for drugs or whatever. No longer your problem. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, that and, su and then, it sucks then, to then, say it that way, know, but... The children or child is, you know, being subjected to whatever. It's just it's that's a, a good idea, Joel. It's a terrible, uh, vicious cycle. And Joel says, My wife suggested giving restaurant gift cards than cash. I agree. Somebody's really hungry. We don't want anybody to be hungry in this community. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I don't want anybody. There is so much food in this community, there is no reason for anybody to be hungry in the city of Newbrum. We've got RCS. We have so many food pantries. There's even little boxes. I saw it over there by Crema Brew where people leave canned food and different things like that that people can go. So there is no excuse for somebody to be hungry. So I agree. Don't give them the cash. Give them, you know, a gift card or something like that where they can go and, and get that. And I think it would be a, That's a, a, cool idea. a great thing. What if we had a, a 
gift card network like that. Yeah. Where it wasn't just restaurants. It was, you need clothing. We've got a clothing store that'll yeah. accept the same I mean, idea. I think that's a, a great idea. Mark is saying she's not the only panhander downtown. There are a few men too. And you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I totally, I totally get it. And again, you know, you have to think twice when you're giving them money. What are they really doing? And sometimes we just see them working. They only come out at events or anything like that. If you are truly in need, we do have some resources and there are people willing to help. Um, so it's up to the individual. If you're going to give them money, you know, think about what are they doing with that money? Are they truly in need? Or let's get them some resources. Let's get them some help. Um, I think it would be great. Mary's mm. saying we need to get together and build a center for these people to get them on the right track. Some some would not do whoever willing. So, you know, I, the problem is it's a lot more than, than just having a center. You know, it is a lot of mental mental illness and um you know they have to be willing and accept the treatment because we do have agencies you know we dealt with another person downtown for a long time julie i don't know if people remember i remember julie, julie. she had the bar hope she's okay and she was sleeping yeah they finally her family finally came and got her Good. and um she's in a facility and getting the help she needs but again the person has to be willing to do that well that was and, but julie was different right everybody was scared of julie because she actually had a mental illness right she was the one was it was it uh it wasn't tourette's uh, well no she would scream and lash out at you yeah and and tell you to get away or whatever but she um you know she would be sleeping on benches and she you know it scared a lot of people you know sometimes and she i don't ever remember her asking for money but she was Mm -mm. coffee sleeping she'd come into the pepsi store basically she used our bathroom as her her shower and her you know, facility because we were always open, and uh, you know, again, these are these are issues that we need to work on. But we have so many wonderful agencies. We have RCS, we have Mercy Clinic, we have um, you know counseling centers, we have social services, we have a lot of groups out there. There's so many churches that open their doors for meals and welcome people that you know we we have to try to get them help. But people, the first step is accepting that help. So that's really important. Eric's saying, if I donate to help someone, I want to know it's not being spent on drugs. When I hear they are, it makes me less likely to help the next person on the street. And that is a lot of the problem too, Eric. I totally agree with you there. Um, so, you know, this is uh, this is some of the issues that we deal with in our city every day. So Alice is over here. and Hi, Alice. I love me some Alice. Yes, everybody loves Alice. You want to go in there? Oh, come on, girl! Come She's on, gonna join you at the table. We're gonna have some fun. Yeah, I mean, we do have we do have another twenty minutes of the show. Be on the other side. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so I just wanted Put to put your headset on. Okay, I just wanted to address like the issue of um, homelessness, homelessness, uh, mental illness, and um, the agencies that we have. The agencies that we have here are beautiful and. You know, they're doing a great work, but honestly, um, they're in short supply, you know, great. and I believe that um, RC people are all, always direct you to RCS, which is a great agency, but I feel like they may be over um, extended. And um, I would agree with you. I would say that um, there are no drug treatment facilities here that are like where I have seen, I have seen... Um, for example, the Salvation Army is a great place 
um, they have free drug rehabilitation. And a lot of people don't know don't that. Don't know that, yeah. But they're usually in larger cities. And, I mean, we certainly could use one here. There is a lot of drug addiction here. And there's there aren't a lot of options for treatment, you know. Totally agree. Now, um, there's a new place that has opened up. It's called um, Realize U252. We've had the people yep. on. And they have just opened up a, a home. Awesome. And so I, I don't know if they can fit seven or eight people in right. there. And it's it's a place where there's counseling, a place for them to, to be and get through that issue because that was the gap we had in our community mm-hmm. that, you know, we had to send them to the mountains somewhere else. You know, Greenville Charlotte. has a facility, yeah. Wilmington, but it's it's not here. And sometimes they need to be here. But in some cases, people need to get away from New Bern yeah. to really get the help. But wouldn't you agree, Alice, though, the first step is admitting you need help? Yes, I do agree. And, and, and you know, um, I think that's some of the, the issue we're talking about. You have to admit you need help, but we do need additional resources. And yeah. I think it takes more people sitting at the table. Mm-hmm. The issue I find, even in, in my world as an alderman, people and, and fellow aldermen, we, we have these issues and we complain about it. But nobody wants to bring solutions. They just say, well, this is wrong and that's wrong. Yes. And well, you're not doing this and you're not doing that. All right, well. So how do we do this? Mm-hmm. Let's form a group. Let's sit at the table. Let's talk about it. And I think the problem is, is we're still talking about yes, it. Yes, that you're absolutely yeah, I, right. I we, like, all I, we do I've, is talk about it. it. Makes me crazy. <laughs> I've been here a while now, and we've we've spent a great deal of time in every organization. And this is the part that that I that kind of blows my mind a little bit. Every organization wants to do this right everybody wants to fix all the problems we've got rcs that wants to solve the homeless problem we've got uh realize you 252 that wants to do the drug counseling problem we've got every church within a hundred mile radius that wants to do something Mm -hmm. right but everybody's arguing over what that something is instead of doing that something and in the midst Mm -hmm. of it they rather because they didn't get their little piece of the pie yeah they don't do anything and that's ridiculous and we we need to come together there needs to be unity exactly Right, right so so the funny thing is, um, is everybody wants that. Tony, right? it's it's located in James City someplace. I don't know the name of the street. I have been to the house. It's absolutely beautiful. But um, I, there's a reason I, I that you're, you we don't tell people where right. the house right. is. Right. Tony, if you want to get more information and realize U252, drop me a message in the PMs to New Bern Live or go visit their Facebook page, Realize right. U252. And, and if you need help, whatever. Good morning to Alderman Astor. Um, but, you know, I, I, you know, Alice, just by you saying this, get a group together. Let's let's try to make this happen, because I believe that there are resources out there to help fund some of those things mm-hmm. or expand if the Va- Salvation Army's already doing it. That's the other thing. If somebody's doing it and they might not be doing it as well, what would it take to, to make it better rather right. than go and start something in another direction because then you're just diffusing the funds? Yes. And, you you know, where there might have been $10,000 in grants, well, this group's getting three and that group's exactly. getting four. I and completely you agree. You know, where 10000 might have made a difference in one location. Yes, there could be one. And the other ones can come up under that umbrella exactly. or they can assist that one. Exactly. Instead yes. of just diminishing. Yes. yes. And I that's agree what with I that. really worry about sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've got people in all segments, you know, they've been in jail for, for drugs or whatever. They come out, they can't find jobs. So yeah. we start an organization for that. You know, this and that. I'd like to kind of bring it all together. Wouldn't it be better? And look at all the different treatments and really try to help our citizens because you're right. Um, drugs are probably 10 times worse than we ever imagined. 
because every week we hear about somebody ODing, somebody, you know, a parent in distress because right. a child, a family member, a loved one, a brother, yeah. sister, whatever. We're but we're again treating a symptom, not the cause. People are ODing. They're getting addicted to these drugs. They're going this direction to get away from something. Yes. And we're not addressing that something. Mm -hmm. And in the course of the last 18 months, that something has become the four walls of your house. Oh, amen. Social media. It's become mainstream media. It's become your health. It's become every little hot button item you can think of. So true. So it's no wonder we're seeing this increase. Now, there's a really no more of this conversation going on about how we fund these places and people giving money to these places and what happens with the money after it's given to these places and, and knowing where it all goes. But it, I don't think it matters. Yeah. No, let me tell you how you can do that. So every one of these but organizations, I, I think and again, it, I'm not picking on RCS and we need to have Zeb Howe in here one day because he's so I can call him. Guy. You want me to call him? Yeah. But, but. <laughs> Get involved in the organization. If you really want to know where the money is, volunteer. They always need volunteers. Ask to be a board member. Get involved, and then you'll know, and then you'll understand. Mm. But bashing it, talking about it, or just you know, giving the money and walking away, you you should understand. Right. Well, that's and what, that's I, what I'm suggesting you do. Like, if you want to do something and it's not your time you want to give, give your money and walk away, and don't worry about where it goes to. Right. Mm. Don't like, complain. <laughs> But I think it's important. Every one of these organizations is desperate for volunteers. You know, the the soup kitchen, they're feeding people. I see all the time call out for people coming to help in cooking the food because it's totally run by volunteers. And they get in there and they're preparing meals for people really in need. So, you know, volunteer your time. Get out there. Help. I'm sure they have other instances. You know, they have a homeless shelter there for veterans now so they've started a whole veterans program you know so many of our veterans again suffering from addiction right. suffering from mental, mental illness, illness and they need the resources right but if they don't have the resources then maybe mercy clean says look we're overwhelmed we can't do this we need to form something else and and get that together but you know i i think i'm seeing all these things you can't only help the rich sorry but it's true um, it's not about helping. Yeah, them. it's not about helping the rich, Mary. Um, it, it's about helping people in need. I don't care what your pocketbook looks like. I don't care what color you look like. I don't care whatever. It, you know, when you're in trouble and you need help, we need to help yeah. people. It, it, and the, I, I have to interject here. There's also the matter of um, the way that we treat people when they need help. Um, I have, I won't name it in any places, but, you know, <laughs> um, people that work at these some of these places where they do where they work and these institutions the people become jaded and you still have to treat people with dignity and that can be a barrier to people seeking help um you know i understand you know you get burnt out you get suspicious you get you know you get a little bit jaded mm-hmm. you know and if you start becoming that way then perhaps that is not the position you should be in any longer totally agree but you know, you know that's the way in any position I, I see that in our education system. Yeah, I see true. that in our <laughs> government, you know, whatever. Yeah. They're in the job and it's their job. Mm-hmm. And then they don't care because they get the paycheck every week, right. you know. And and you're right. We need more compassion. We need more understanding. And maybe there's somebody out there who would be that way but would never have an opportunity 
to get in yeah. that job. Because that person gets that job and they stay in it for 30 years, exactly. but they're nasty to the people that come in <laughs> that need help. You know, I've seen yeah. it and it's well, not, it's not okay. I think, I think most organizations need customer service training. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Customer service has gone out the window. It has. Oh my and goodness. you know, people feel like you could say whatever and act, which, you know, mm-hmm. It's you don't know when people... you encounter people. You don't know what their situation is. You don't know that their mother just died yes, or something like that. Through. You just mm-hmm. don't know. So therefore, you should always, you know, I... have the smile and try to pe- pe- <laughs> yeah. people. You know, uh, our good friend Michelle. Sadly, treating mental health is expensive. So many issues begin here. We need to end the stigma and have affordable help for people struggling with men- mental illnesses on even the smallest level. We have some great resources, but we are lacking. We all need to give and hand up, not a handout. And I'm not even certain where to begin. And, you know, being a good human would be step one. Well, you know, this is where it begins to this, each other. This discussion, yes. having a discussion like this. And we have to do more of that. Sitting at the table, but understanding when you have the discussion, you should come out of that discussion with one action step. Mm. Well, even if it's to have another meeting, or even if it's to call somebody to find out. Is there a resource we could help? You shouldn't just have the discussion and walk away. Right. We've got to have action steps because that's, you know, I love the people in this community, but we are, we talk, 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 talk. <laughs> and it's about to drive me crazy how much we talk and don't get anything done. I'm ready to just get some things done and check the box. But well, how do we it, do that? How do we move past that? Well, again, starts with small conversations. You know, I, I guess... I'd like to know exactly, okay, we talk about RCS. What do you do? What what can you do? And what can you not? Where's where's your gap? Okay? Identify the gap. Okay. And and then say, well, that gap doesn't serve the, the mental health issue. So then let's let's go to the mental health organizations and talk to them. Where's your gap? Mm. What what would it take? And then start, you know, expanding your groups and talking to them. Where's the gap? How do we fund it? Are there resources? Mm-hmm. You know, yes, everything takes money, and I I get that. But there's also some really cool people that are coming to our community that may be willing to assist and help right. if, if they know something and specific. Have the experience. Yes, yes. absolutely. Mm-hmm. How about a forum? Yeah, I totally like a agree. community forum. You know, for, and Newbert Newbert Live would be really a great place yeah. to have. And you know what? It would it'd be great. We probably could even do it on Zoom or something like That's that. That's what it's built for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I mean. Yes, Michelle's saying, yes, how can we help? And and that's the whole thing. We talk about it in our corners, and we need to come out of the closet. Exactly. Now, you know? and, and become one. Yeah, and one I, community action Just get group. to doing it. That's the, yeah. I mean, that, I think that's where, we're, where we're, we're missing the step. Like, I had a conversation with, oh, I forget what her name was. I think it was Deirdre, and it was, a, it was about the Rotary. And the, whole, the question was, how do we get involved? What do we do? How do we get there? How do we stop? asking the damn question just and do it. do it just do something well, so just so let me tell you what the other but is. how if you don't know well that's true but it Ask. i will say walk this. up to somebody how it, can i be of service right. to you today it, it takes okay. leadership somebody i will tell you my biggest problem is we talk about this and i'll say okay who wants to take the reins and and go to the next step and everybody well you know I, I can't be in charge i'll do something but i won't be in charge mm-hmm. nobody wants to be in charge <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of like that too. It's well, like, oh, yeah, yeah. tell me what well, to do. That's a great idea. And Run we with it. We still need leadership. <laughs> we still need leadership. Um, Rob's saying, I strongly agree with doing a buddy check, a simple, hey, buddy, 
how are you will go a long way. And it is so true. And we get so caught up in our busy world. I am the queen of being caught up in my busy world mm-hmm. and not checking on the people that I dearly love. And, um, you know, and then I'll see them and say, Darren, I'm so sorry I have it. Rob actually you know. does that. Yeah, he does. Yeah. That buddy check. He was you telling me about check. that. Mm-hmm. I know. And I think it's really important. And God bless people like that. We just, we need more. But yeah, we, we, we've got to get out of the conversation mode and get into the action mode. And it would be really good. You know, I would love for you to jot down a few things and just say this, this, and this. And I, I would be willing to point you in the direction or, you know, make a few connections to say, okay, let's start here. You may not, like I said, you may not like RCS and think they don't do enough. You may oh, not I like, they do. no, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm oh, not yeah, saying that or in general, um, in general mm-hmm. you know, you may not like uh, the mental health clinics or you may not like this, but let's start there and see where, the deficiencies are or what's not happening. And then let's try to build from there. You know and what I think I'm going to do? I think I'm going to put together a list and just have it posted up on Newburn live. Okay. This is, you can go here for this. You can call this person for this. You yeah. can get this yeah, for this. It would this. be great. It would Share be, this post. It would be a great thing to do. And again, you know, why don't we just have conversation day at Newburn live and invite people in and, you know, Alice could lead a conversation, anybody <gasps> and, and just then make notes from it. And start directing people, but just let's have a day of conversation. One day of conversation about, you know, what we're lacking. And I'm not talking about we we don't have a Trader Joe's, you know. I mean, I'm not talking oh, about dang. we're lacking. <laughs> I, I know that's the number one thing. You know we don't lacking, have a Trader Joe's. You know, you know what we need to do? If we can we can address this and I think we can work this all out, we need to fix the Chick-fil-A parking order oh issue. Oh my goodness. Now. I, I saw mean, it this morning okay. on the way in. That is um what uh, in the world. That is an Alderman Jeffrey Odom issue. Call him that's his ward. Oh, I Actually, on Wednesday, I did the eh, 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 because I was trying to get into the mall parking lot, not to go to Chick-fil-A. So I'm on Martin Luther King, and of course, the line was backed up into the road, mm-hmm. and I tried to come out and to get around yeah. so I could go to the left. Yes. And a car came flying by me, screeched, you know, I mean, we wow. almost got killed. Wow. And it, it's just terrible because... That line stays like that, and you can't get around these people. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really bad. Yes, it is, and it's gotten worse. Yeah. I mean, it's it's good for Chick-fil-A. Yeah, it's, it is. Yeah. It, it, it really is. Hey, we are like five minutes out. and Okay, don't go down the Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah, don't go down the Chick-fil-A. <laughs> you all have been great today. This has been some of the best, best conversation that we've had in a long time. But I want to end the show. I'm going to flip you all on a totally different subject. And um, I want you all to help me today. So this Tuesday, March 23rd, my wonderful father will turn 90. Get it? Nine zero years old. 90. And, man, he is the patriarch of our family. He has, you know, been shot at, been grenaded. He is a Korean War survivor, two Purple Hearts. He has worked hard his whole life to provide for my sister and I and my mother, who unfortunately has been been deceased over 30 years. But he is the leader of our family, even though my sister and I tell him what to do all the time. But I want you all to help me wish him a really happy, happy birthday. Um, how blessed are we? How blessed are we to um, have this man in our life 
90 years old. I mean, boy, would we all sign a letter today saying I'm going to be 90 and get to that milestone. That makes me 27. You are absolutely right, Eric Queen. But I will, um, I'm doing this and probably shouldn't, but if you want to come by and say happy birthday to this awesome man, between five and seven today at Baker's Kitchen, we're just going to have him there and let everybody come and say happy birthday to him because, you know, this is, like I said, he is a great veteran. He loves veterans more than anything. Sometimes I think he loves them more than me and my sister because uh, he's just so into the veterans and the service to our country. But I really do. Um, he tries every week to find me on Facebook so he can watch the show. He has a little difficulty, but Daddy, if you're listening... Happy birthday. We absolutely love you. Um, We love that you have been the head of our family for these many, many years. He has always been um, Mr. Personality in our family from the time he was in high school. Uh, And, you know, we came from a small town, a great Italian family in a small town. But let me tell you, my father has worked hard his whole life. He has scrimped and and worked hard to provide for his family. I I mean, he he hung sheetrock for a living. So that was not easy work, you know, carrying those big drywall, you know, drywall boards and um, day and night. And I know my sister and I got married in the same year and he was working two and three jobs to make sure that he had enough money to pay for our wedding. So um, this is a man that's worked hard now in his later years when he can't physically do the work He is working every day for the veterans of our community. He puts on the parades, Memorial Day, Veterans Day. He is actually the veteran service officer for the town of Harrison, New York. Um, I'm proud that he does that. I'm proud that he's my father. Everybody loves Poppy. We call him Poppy. Everybody loves him. And um, again, I just want to wish him a happy, happy 90th birthday. He's here in New Bern. Uh, we'll be headed back to New York with my sister on Sunday so he can celebrate in New York with other family and friends. But if you're in the area downtown, stop by Baker's Kitchen between 5 and 7 and help me celebrate um, this wonderful man in our life. So uh, it's been a great day. Lee, I hope you're going to feel better. Put his picture up so everybody wants to see Poppy. I, You'd have to I, send me a picture. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Um, I'll send you his picture in his uh, his Korean War, his Marine Corps picture. So I'll send that to you. I've got a great picture to you. Yes, great show today, Charles Tindell. Uh, what about Sabrina Bengal? Come on. <laughs> it was a fantastic show. And Alice with her cameo. Oh, let me tell you something, Alice. You can sit in that chair next to me anytime. We may bump Lee, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Ooh. Bye, Lee. <laughs> I hope you're going to feel better and have a better weekend. Um, You all don't let the rain dampen. You don't let the little bit of wind dampen you. Great day. Great community. We are so lucky to be here. We're lucky to see another sunrise. There's a lot of people suffering there. Um, My prayer every day is that those are in need will seek God because he is the answer. I will tell you that time and time again, and I know Charles will agree with me. Amen to that one. So everybody have a great day, a great weekend, and we'll see you next Friday. Next Friday, we're going to have Jeff Wood and Rashima Walker talking about the job fair that's coming up the end of the month. Great opportunity to get a job. People need employees, so we'll have them on next week. William's saying get those vaccines. Um, Let's just get back our life, y'all. 
Have a positive day, a great weekend. Love you, Newburn. Thanks for joining us. We'll bring you, you on the, the bring side. an umbrella and we'll see we'll you on the see sidewalk. See you on the sidewalks. You know it. This episode of City Talk is brought to you by Baker's Kitchen. I'm finishing up my second and a half cup of Baker's Kitchen coffee. Go get some. You'll join the club.